Greetings, friends, patriots, and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. The drum call to battle has sounded. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you with exceedingly great joy. And I'm speaking you to you today from WWVA 1170 AM in Wheeling, West Virginia. Tonight's message is forward into battle. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are Lord Sabaoth. You are the commander of the angel armies. And we thank you, Father, that you are still sovereign. You are still on the throne. And Father, we look to you in these dire times when things are so topsy-turvy and absolutely upside down. We look to you to help us in this battle, to strengthen us for this battle, and to guide us as well. Father, thank you for strengthening our faith, keeping our resolve to continue to fight for truth and justice in our great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm calling you, my fellow Christians and listeners, to battle. Less than six weeks ago, we had a presidential election here in America. I knew something strange had happened when Fox News called the state of Arizona for Biden. With 400,000 votes, still not counted. As the night wore on, President Trump was so far ahead in the swing states. I was getting excited. I was going to stay up if it took all night to find out who was going to win this election. At around 12 midnight, President Trump was 600,000 votes ahead of Biden in Pennsylvania. But by morning, I woke up to find out that Biden was ahead of Trump in Pennsylvania by some nearly 60,000 votes. I scratched my head like everyone else. But I didn't need anyone to tell me the election was rigged. In 2016, President Trump won Pennsylvania by 44,292 votes. The purpose of this message today is not to get in the weeds of a fraudulent election, but to gain a clear perspective where we are as a nation. David Barton, many of you may know him, some of you may not, but he is a well-known historian. He is a Christian, and I would encourage you to look him up, purchase his books, go on his website called Wall Builders, and purchase as much material as you can. He, he writes really, really good stuff on the historical aspects of our nation. He has chronicled our Christian roots as a nation better than anyone I know. But right after this current November election, he was contacted by a state representative from Minnesota. The representative told David that every 10 years, Minnesota reviews their standards for the books that they use in the public schools. This isn't, isn't unusual. Many states do that. In fact, David mentioned that in Texas, they review every 12 years. Well, it was time for that review. 
And the new proposal for history books in Minnesota calls for removal of any content concerning the American Revolution, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, and the Holocaust. The proposal would affect all history books in Minnesota. It's almost laughable. What would be left to teach about America? You're right, zero. And that's the point. Folks, this is right out of the Marxist communist playbook. What you do is you erase all the prior fundamental facts of the history of the United States and replace it with something different. What's the something different? You replace it with political opinions. For instance, how many of you are aware of the 1619 Project? Well, I had heard about it, but I really didn't know the gist of it, so, of course, I looked it up. Well, it's a new indoctrination program. It's already been launched in every school across our country. It takes its name from the year of arrival in Virginia of a ship carrying African slaves. The goal of the project is to reframe American history by considering what it would mean to regard 1619 as our nation's birth year. Doing so requires us to place the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the story we tell ourselves about who we are as a country. Well, let me stop there. David Barton says it's, it's full of fraudulent information. And I'm sure he would know. The Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting, a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit, released lesson plans and reading guides for the classrooms for the 1619 Project. More than 3,500 classrooms have used the materials. And add to that demonically inspired strategy, Random House Children's Books announced plans to publish four 1619 Project books for young readers. One for the young adults, one for middle grades, and two picture books. Goodbye, pilgrims. Goodbye, the Mayflower, the Jamestown Colony, Thanksgiving. I predict they will remove Thanksgiving as a national holiday if Biden is inaugurated on January 20th. So here's where I see us. Our nation is shipwrecked. Over the years, I have talked about the fact that we have lost our moral compass as a nation. If you have listened to this program for any length of time, I have outlined in many ways our fall as a Christian nation. But just when I think it can't get any worse, as recently as this November, there is talk about decreasing the age of consent for sexual activity to elementary kids. 
I'm afraid you heard that correctly. They want to decrease the age of consent for sexual activity to elementary kids. The legal age right now, it varies from state to state and it varies from age 16 to 18 years of age. Here in West Virginia, the legal age is 18. The age of consent is the legal age at which an individual is considered mature enough to consent to sex. Sexual relations with someone under the age of consent are considered statutory rape, even if both partners are themselves younger than the legal age of consent. Now, the official age for elementary school children is five to 10 years of age. So if this law is passed, that means that sexual activity, consent for it, will be legal at age five up to 10. And if this law is passed, it will encourage pedophiles to come out of the woodwork as it will no longer be illegal to have sex with children. So I think you and I have enough imagination to think about how disgusting this whole thing is. And I have to say, before I go any further, I want to scream. I mean, I want to scream. I, I, I don't know how much lower we can go as a nation, honestly. Just like I said, just when I think that we've hit rock bottom, oh no, these progressives come up with even a better idea. And I just say, Lord, please have mercy on us as a nation. Have mercy. I want to read a passage from Jeremiah 6.15. And as you know, Jeremiah was considered the weeping prophet. Jeremiah prophesied to the people um, in Israel that if they didn't turn back to God, that they would go into captivity for 70 years. And Jeremiah tried everything he could, everything he could, to tell the people, to warn the people how bad it would be if they didn't turn back to the Lord because they, were, they had become idol worshipers. And so he was called the weeping prophet because many times he even states himself that he mourned and he wept and he wept over the nation of Israel. It broke his heart because the people were so rebellious and would not listen, and would not turn from their idols and turn back to the Lord Jehovah. So he writes in his book, in um, Jeremiah 6.15, and it's the Lord speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. 
Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Ladies and gentlemen, these things I have shared with you today, they're an abomination. They're an abomination to the Lord. It's so disgusting to the Lord. People don't even blush. They're not even ashamed to propose such laws. I want us to always remember that this is a spiritual battle for the destiny of our republic, but it's also a battle for your children and grandchildren. Are you awake yet? Do you see Satan's battle plan? This is not Democrat Republic. This is not liberal versus conservative. This is a spiritual battle. And it seems like, um, you know, Satan, all of those things that are happening, they're so in our face today. We have no other option than to fight on our knees and fight with our voice. So many Christians want to cower in a corner and hope it all goes away. You know, personally, it would be nice if it all went away. Others think we shouldn't be involved in, cur- in the current affairs of our country. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could all just go in a little corner and pretend like, you know, everything is fine? King David was no shrinking violet when he took on Goliath. And the thing that I love about David, I, I, I love this story. And the thing I really love about David was he was just a youngster. He was probably about 15 years old. 1 Samuel seventeen forty eight says, And so it was, when the Philistine arose... And came and drew near to meet David, the Philistine meaning Goliath, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. I want to read that again. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. No shrinking violet, didn't hesitate, didn't wait. He ran to meet Goliath. We, my fellow patriots, my fellow Christian brothers and sisters, we must go forward into battle. We can't shrink back. That displeases the Lord. And I have a scripture to back that up. Hebrews 10.38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. My is capitalized. It's in, it's referencing the Lord. So the Lord has no pleasure in anyone who draws back, doesn't walk by faith, doesn't face the battle, and doesn't go forward into 
battle. That's exactly what David did. He went forward into battle. He hurried and ran toward the enemy. And that's exactly, exactly what we need to do in this hour. We have to. We must. We are a mighty army. Never forget that. We are battle-equipped, as Ephesians 6 says. We have our armor. We have the helmets of salvation that protects our mind and our thoughts from wicked uh, uh, schemes and wicked uh, ideas that, that the enemy wants to put in our mind. We have the belt of truth that keeps us stable and, and uh, uh, strong to the, to the plumb line of the word. Our feet are shod with the gospel of peace. We're peacemakers. That's what we're supposed to do. We have the breastplate of righteousness. And we have the sword, the sword of the Spirit. This is what this is what I think we need to do. In fact, I know we need to do. We need to make hell's foundations quiver. We are the Lord's army going forward into battle. There's an old Christian hymn that is hardly ever sung these days, and the Lord brought that to my mind. So here are the words. The old hymn is called Onward Christian Soldiers. And it says, Onward Christian Soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe forward into battle. See his banners go. At the sign of triumph, Satan's host doth flee on then, Christian soldiers, onto victory. Hell's foundations quiver at the shout of praise. Brothers, lift your voices, loud your anthems raise. Like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided, all one body we, one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Onward then, ye people, join our happy throng. Blend, our, blend with ours your voices in triumphant song. Glory, laud, and honor unto Christ the King, this through countless ages, men and angels sing. When Winston Churchill and Franklin Roosevelt met in August 1941 on the battleship HMS Prince of Wales to agree to the Atlantic Charter, a church service was held for which Prime Minister Churchill chose the hymns. He chose Onward Christian Soldiers and afterwards made a radio broadcast explaining this choice. And this is what Winston Churchill said. We sang Onward Christian Soldiers indeed, and I felt that this was no vain presumption, but that we had the right to feel that we were serving a cause for the sake of which a trumpet has sounded from on high. When I looked upon that densely packed congregation of fighting men of the same language, of the same faith, of the same fundamental laws, of the same ideals. 
it swept across me that here was the only hope, but also the sure hope of saving the world from measureless degradation. Okay, Christian soldiers, onward to the battle. Well, this is Don Noble, Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And I certainly encourage your prayers. And if you would like to contribute to this ministry, I would be great, grateful. You can write me at Pure Heart Ministries, P. 
P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to being with you again next week. Shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.